the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. Today's show is brought to you by electricity. Electricity. Whether it's in your building, your phone, or your car, electricity makes it possible. I'm Jason. And I am KJ and OMS. Do we go off the rails right away in this week's Week in Review? We talk about where in the world I went this week, and then we go to some dark, uh, well, let's just say this segment is laced with tangents. Laced, huh? Is that a reference to our recommendation segment? Which follows our first world problems discussion, a.k.a. us complaining. Next, if you're wondering whether or not we have a guest, we'll tell you. When we play, do we have a guest? And we'll wrap it all up with feedback. And of course, more ridiculous Amazon reviews. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Eat it, Fuse. Well, maybe you shouldn't. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what is up this week? Oh, good is up this week. I just got back from another okay. vacation. Where in the world has KJ been this week? <laughs> KJ was Episode in... 47. <laughs> KJ was in Duluth, Minnesota. Oh, I thought you were going to say Duluth, Georgia. No. Duluth yes, there near, is. Nearby where I live, right outside of Atlanta. Is, so which Duluth is probably more famous, do you think? Um, I think it depends on where, where you, you live. Ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Certainly here, people. A lot of people probably in Georgia probably have never heard of Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah, maybe not. Now, if I was in Duluth, Georgia, and didn't contact you, I would um, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to forgive myself. No, I, that wouldn't bother me. Yeah, I, I know. I probably been to, me. I've probably been to Minneapolis, St. Paul before, and not said anything. So it's yeah. just you know, that's the way I am. So we, I'm, I'm cool with whatever. I know, but I would be like, well, I can't not go. I can't go that close to Atlanta and not contact the fuses. <laughs> this is a, I can't go to the party and not bring a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I am totally cool with that. If you invite me to your house and I don't bring anything, it doesn't mean that I don't like you or I'm not appreciative. It's just I'm not into that. Uh, I don't I do know. birthday gifts I mean, I or celebrate holidays. It's I wish a, that that hey. wasn't an expectation or it wasn't a, a thing. Yes. That is exactly my thing. It's the same thing with birthdays and holidays and bringing gifts. You know, it's the etiquette and the expected part of it that's like, oh, if you don't do this, you're looked down upon or, or you're thought, oh, this person is, you know, not being couth. Right? Is that, yeah. That's the right word, right? Uh, so I, I don't, I hate those traditional expectations that are built into that stuff. I wish you would just, if you want to bring a gift, bring a gift. It doesn't matter what the holiday or the day or the occasion or the party. If you want to bring something cool to somebody's house, you're like, hey, I thought about you and would like to give you something. Right. That's where it should be done. It shouldn't be, you know, mandated by Hallmark and all the other people that, you know, generate these stupid holidays in order to build revenue for retail stores. (laughs) Yes. Hot take. Two minutes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're ready to go already. So where did you go? Well, hang on. I want to, I, I agree. I mean, 
I'm okay with giving birthday gifts, but I don't think it should be expected. Yeah. Or just because you did it uh-uh. last year doesn't mean you have to do it again this year. I have a yes. friend that will occasionally give me a Christmas present, but it's not expected and it's not yearly. It's like, oh, I saw this and I thought of you. Merry Christmas this year. You yes, know, doesn't that, that mean a whole thing. lot more? Yes, doesn't yes. that mean so much more than the, I had to give you a gift because you gave me one or I figured yeah, you were yeah, going to yeah. give me one? Yep. That kind of business. I, no, do stuff because you want to do it, not because you feel like you have to in terms of giving presents. Yes. Now, there's things in life that you have to do like you know i have to feed my children every day yeah. but it's and that is not that should not be an option and it's not right but i mean i it's not that i don't want to feed them it's just you know sometimes you just want to say you know get out of my face for a little while but i love them i want to take care of them i, I give them extra things like special gifts and presents just at random like we'll i'll be like you know i walk into a store and be like hey that, that would be cool I, I i think my son would really like that or my daughter would really like that i'll get that and bring it home and it's like wow this is awesome this is great it's the entitlement and the expectation part of it of today is a day that you're supposed to give me something <laughs> give it to me <laughs> where's I, my I present like yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah, yeah i'm glad i'm glad we agree on this yeah i mean i i would say that i you know, if, in case any of my family's listening, I do enjoy giving <laughs> gifts. I don't feel like those, I do too. those family expectations at Christmas time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking more like if 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 someone if I invite people over to my house, I don't uh-huh. expect a, a a housewarming gift if you've never been here. You know that kind of thing. Like I've lived here three years. If you've never been here, that doesn't mean you have to bring me a gift. I just want to see you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't I don't ever want anybody to give me something because they feel like they have to. That yes. is that defeats the purpose of the whole gift giving mentality to me. Yeah, it's and a it's gift. A, it should be something that is not required, but because you really want to do it. Yeah, and I think that um that is a, a common many people have huge stress during the holiday season yes. because of this yes. very thing. We should just all at once just agree to be like, let's just forget about this. Let's, yeah, let's dump this tradition be? and move on. So if you know me, if you're in my life or if I'm in your life, feel free to say, hey, I agree with you. We're going to do this thing. And also feel free to say, you know, I want to give you a gift every time I see you because I love giving gifts and yeah. that kind of thing. It's nothing wrong with people who like, because I have people that, you know, when they're invited to my house, they will bring me something almost every time. And I'm like, you know. If that is in you to do that because you want to do that and that is your personality, feel free to do that. That's awesome and great. I just want it to be genuine and real and be who you are and not try to be like, I'm going to have to do this. So I'm going to guess I got to do this. I, oh, I got to go run out and get something. It's another thing I got to do. I, no, I'm, if I'm inviting you over or if it's my birthday party or my kid's birthday, please don't feel like you have to bring anything. Just if you yeah. want to, obviously do it. But if you don't want to or if you're just like neutral about it, which here's the thing. I'm mostly neutral about it. It's not that I don't want to give you anything. It's just that I don't really want to give you anything strong enough to actually go and get it unless I do. And then it means so much more or it should. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then not having anyway. the expectation of giving the gift. Well, this person gave yes. me this last time, so now I have to go find something for them. Yes. And here's the thing. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not trying to name names here or anything, but I know of people who will buy like extra Christmas presents. Because this happened in my family growing up. They would buy like five or six extra presents and store them like in the closet at our house, like already wrapped and ready to go, like, you know, in the, starting around Thanksgiving. So that if somebody came over and brought something or somebody showed up like a neighbor unexpectedly, 
they could just go in the closet and pull one out and write their name on it and say, oh, I got you something too, and hand it to them. Oh, wow. Which is, which is I mean, not my thing at all. <laughs> that's but, crafty right there. Yes. That's, that, that's being prepared, which is, you know, the opposite of what I am usually. <laughs> yeah. It's just too much work. It's not that I don't care about people. It's just I want it to be genuine. Uh-huh. Yep. I understand. I understand that. We often so, put things like no gifts, please, when we, you know, yeah. send out evites or invites. Now, now here's a question. Uh-huh. Do people actually respect that and not bring you a gift or people, do people bring you gifts anyway still? Um, there are, for the most part, yes, but there is one or two that will still bring something, but very, very, um, you know, nothing big, you know, maybe a box of candy, for instance, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Something small. And again, if you like to do that, then they should do that. Right. I I almost want to write on these things, no gifts, please. Like, don't bring a gift unless you really want to. And if you really want to, hey, that's awesome, but don't feel like you have to. You know, like, that's what I want that no gifts, please, to really say, because I don't want to discourage people. Because there are people whose personality and whose, you know, makeup is my way of showing I care or that I'm thinking about you is to give you a gift. It could be something expensive. It could be something, like you said, you know, that's, you know, minor, Mm -hmm. but like a box of candy. Which, I mean, which is not minor. Hello. No, I'd I'd love to have a box of candy. (laughs) Yeah. But you you know what I'm saying? It's the situation of I don't want to discourage people who this is who they are. I'm just saying, here's who I am. I'm going to do things for you that is not gift giving. Because, I mean, I feel like we've both read the Five Love Languages book, right? Yes, we have. We talked about this before. Yeah. Which is very, I think, key to understanding other people is to realize that people speak in different languages languages. or or, yeah, way that they, you know, communicate. I, I care about you. And I feel like gift giving, certainly on holidays and all this stuff, has been, you know, put at a level above everything else when gift giving is my like is I think it was, was it five or six of them, something like that. It's it's at the bottom of my list. Oh, okay. Yep. How about gift receiving? So, uh bottom. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Gifts. It's at Gifts. the bottom. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Well, you know what would happen if um if you wrote no gifts, please, and then in parentheses wrote, unless you really want to, people would read that and say, okay, what does he mean here? Does he actually want a gift or doesn't he want a gift? <laughs> Just take me for what, take me at the face value. Here's the thing that I want people to do in life in general with me. And this is because it's all about me, of course. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, everybody thinks it's all about them. It's to take me at my word at what I say. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times on this podcast, we're, you know, inflating and being hyperbolic about stuff, but I am actually serious about this. I will tell you, I'm not trying to put hidden things into what I'm saying. I'm not trying to trick you or influence you or, or infer or imply. I'm just basically coming out and saying it. It is what it is, <laughs> is a dumb phrase. Yeah, yeah. But with me, what I say is what I say. It's please what I say is just what take I say. it for what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the new phrase now. It is what it is, is out. The speaking yes. of tangents, um, you know, lexicon yes. is, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> I say I what, and I, what say. I say. I say what I say. <laughs> I say what I say, yep. What I say is what I say. Isn't what I say Ray is Charles what song, I say. What I say? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good song. You should listen to that. So, so Duluth. So yeah, so speaking of tangents, where were we? I don't even know how we got on the gift thing, but anyway, Duluth. So yes. we went up to Duluth. So the Hall of Famer had a birthday this past week. Nice. And 
There are. It's a, actually. I did not get. I did. I did get not buy any presents. Okay. So you know. Okay. It doesn't mean I don't care. I just didn't. That's yeah. not my thing. Yeah. On the Hall of Famer side of the family, there are four birthdays within two days. So wow. Whenever we can, we try to celebrate with those people. So that's what we did, and it was only overnight. So we went up um, Monday evening, July third. Came back Tuesday evening, July fourth. So. Mm-hmm. Three-hour drive, eat both ways, uh, six hours total. Not bad, but, you know, I'm getting older and driving is harder, I've come to see. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, traveling in general, when you get older, it takes a long, lot longer to recover, as we're both, I think, experiencing, even from the D.C. trip. Yeah, I'm still recovering from that. Yes. So anyway, we're, we get up there, and they, here's what, we, what it was. Ten, ten adults... Three kids under the age of, I think, six or seven, eight dogs, one cat, all in a three-bedroom home. And one of the bedrooms is kind oh of an gosh. office. Yeah. And an RV was parked in the yard with two more adults, and they had a dog. <laughs> is this a Cousin Eddie Christmas vacation situation? <laughs> Uh, and then three more people were there that stayed in a hotel nearby. And oh wow, thirteen chickens in the coop outside. I- <laughs> and the chickens had to be kept separate from the dogs. So when we had the dogs out, they either had to be on leashes or the chickens had to be in the coop. Wow, it was insane. <laughs> woo woo woo. I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody for that one. <laughs> Me too. So we get up there, and one of the stipulations was we're going to we're going to celebrate birthdays, and we're going to have a family photo. Oh no! Uh huh. And the family photo was we we got an email. I'm not going to say exactly who emailed, but there was an email mm-hmm. went out that said we need this to be color coordinated, and everybody needs to wear navy denim. Or khaki slash tan. Please, no prints, no stripes, no uh, polka dots. Just want to make it to be very, um, so that everybody looks put together and not crazy wild. Yeah, that, that's okay. That's not too drastic. I thought we right. were, I thought you were going to say have the same like accent color and that kind of stuff where, but just, you know, nothing, basically nothing insane. Nothing insane. They wanted navy blue. No cheetah prints. No leopard skins. (laughs) Right. They wanted navy blue or denim and khaki. And it really does look, when you get the photo, it does look like, I mean, obviously looks planned, but it does look better than if there was a bunch of colors all over the place. Yeah, I can understand that. I am always going to side on the originality, um, individuality side, I think, and that kind of stuff, like Uh creativity side. So that kind of, you know. You know how you know my opinion on this. We don't need to reiterate. Yeah, and when it wasn't strict, but it was sort of like, could we please do this? And so no, it was a request. That's, it was that's a okay. request. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like up, dress codes. Uh, me either. I ended up changing my outfit. I brought two up there, and the first one, mm-hmm. the first one fit the request, but um, I put it on, and the person said, "Yeah, that's that's great. That that whatever you're comfortable with." And then I went and changed. Do you have anything else? Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what was said. But then I went yeah, and changed. I'm doing, I'm doing the implication there. And then then the person said, "Oh, to be honest, I like this one a lot better." <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
So I felt pretty good that I made the right decision on changing changing outfits. Yeah. Even though the other one get, was compliant. At least you didn't get the old, um, well, if that's the only other option, I guess it's okay. Yeah, I didn't get that. Which no. could have certainly been. The first one passed approval, but the second one was definitely the better choice. And so then, so we got that, that took a long time because there were some with dogs, some without dogs. Um, lot, what about chickens? No chickens. Did the 14 chickens get the, in there? The chickens were in the coop because the dogs were out. Oh. And, uh, but, but the, the children, you know, they were crying. They didn't, it was very hard to coordinate, but we got, we managed to get a few good photos. Well, we also did a family meal, you know, like Min- good Minnesotans do. We do potlucks. Oh no! Yeah, and there was the the biggest plate in the whole place was watermelon. Hey, yeah, that's, that's a that's a that's a good surprise. I'm I'm glad to hear that. And our one year old nephew was devouring the watermelon. Now I will say there was more watermelon on the table and on the floor than actually in his mouth. But he's one. <laughs> I think that's so, a typical one year old. Yeah, he's one. Um, but he was loving the watermelon, and I just I um. I passed on mm-hmm. by the watermelon, didn't take one. Hey, that's more for us watermelon lovers. Uh-huh. More for him. Yeah. And but, you know, but there was potato salad, um homemade? Grilled brats. Yeah, homemade. Brats on the grill. Uh some different types of salads, I think. It was a nice mm-hmm. little spread. But I passed on the watermelon. But you ate the potato salad no, and I didn't the brats eat, and everything? I had brats. I didn't have potato salad. I'm not a potato salad okay. fan. Homemade yeah, or like from the grocery store. I like the, um, like, the. have you ever had the baked potato potato salad where it's more, I don't like a bunch of, you know, different ingredients combined. I mean, I think we've covered well, this. I think you know, we know that, yeah. <laughs> in depth, yes. But, like, the baked potato salad is basically like a baked potato. It's like if you took a baked potato and turned it into potato salad. And added like a few extra things in there, but it's 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 actually pretty good. I kind of like it. Mm, but the homemade part, like no, the homemade part is where I draw the line. You don't like homemade potato salad? I don't like homemade anything really. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Were, the, were, were there any casseroles at this potluck? Because casseroles are the bane of food existence. I'm sure me. there were some casseroles. This is Minnesota. Casseroles yeah. and Jello salads <laughs> and denim. Yeah, and denim this date. Yes. Yes. I I am not into casseroles or any kind of food that's mixed together obviously, mm-hmm. but the homemade part is where I, it's where it completely stops for me. I'm not eating anything anybody else made. What is your reasoning behind that? Well, a lot of people say, "Oh, it must be because you're a germaphobe." And I'm like, "No, I I'll eat food off the floor or, you know, outside off the ground. I don't really care." Um, I'm <laughs> Pretty much the opposite of germaphobe. I just don't ever think about it, and it doesn't bother me. And you know, I used to. I had a job one summer picking up, um, worked for the city and did garbage collection, and worked in the sewers. So I mean, I mean, I, germs don't bother me. Other people's germs. I don't like to get sick. You know, I try to avoid, especially not having kids. You tend to get a lot more colds as an adult, and like you know, flu and stuff because you have kids and they go to school and pick it up and bring it home. And, you know, we've talked before about my son when he was young, vomiting in my, down my throat, yeah, in my mouth. Yeah, we don't need to go there again. No. And there's there's a lot of gross stories I could tell, which, you know, maybe we'll get to the Gatorade story, the basement Gatorade yes. one day. I still um, I, I still have, need to hear that one. I, I have to build up to telling that one. 
because I will gag telling the story. Oh no! And that stuff doesn't bother me. Then so I'll we'll probably I'll probably actually vomit if you're gonna gag. Yeah, it, I've I've seen people have to go and vomit after telling them that story. Oh no. Okay, so it's, yeah. it's maybe not for today. <laughs> no, not today. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll give a plenty of warning on that one. Okay. Maybe that'll be its own special bonus, you know, <laughs> for the you know for the for the really fearless people out there. Yeah. But uh, the 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 thing about the food is, it's not the germs. It's I feel like when people make food, they may be trying to poison me and kill me. <laughs> Even members of like your own family. Oh yes. Oh, even more so because they actually know me. Like I can go to a restaurant and eat because I'm like, these people don't know me. They don't really, you know, the people back in the back don't really, you know, see the people often that they're, you know, making the food for, you know, and they have a business to run. So they're not going to try to kill right. somebody. Right. They're not going to, because that's bad for business. Right. Because it's, you know, paying Mur- customers. Murdering is bad for business. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get into like Sweeney Todd territory yeah. where you're killing your customers and yeah. making them into food. <laughs> but this this is a this is a thing that you know, and I I hate to admit this, but I really get this feeling when I'm eating something that somebody else made, or somebody says, "Hey, I made this." I feel like you know, in the back of my mind, it's just like they could be trying to kill me. They could be trying, or it make me sick. You know, poison me in some some sort of way. Even people that live in my own house that I'm related to by marriage, I I have zero issues between you know with her. It's just the situation. It's just in my mind, and I know it's insane and crazy, but it really is, okay, I better not eat this because, you know, they may, they may be trying to kill me. So did you feel this way last weekend when, say, you were eating certain cupcakes? Did you, that thought go into your mind? Uh, yeah, but most of the time I'm able to block it out. Okay. Because I saw other people eating them, too. Yeah. I, I would, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have had that thought about... I wonder if this is poisoned, but not on yeah. a consistent, regular basis. This is every time I eat something that somebody else made. And like when I go to get a, like a cup or something, a glass out of the cabinet, like a coffee mug, I always have to smell it because, you know, a lot of times you can smell like poisons and stuff. <laughs> and I never take the first like mug or cup that's like, if it looks like it was set up in a way that I should, you know, take uh-huh. this one, like. Don't take the one that's put in front. This is Princess Bride situation oh, where you don't yes. take. Do you take the one that's put in front of you because you know, or do you take the other one put in front of the other person? You know what I'm talking about. But what about the, the inconceivable part? What about if the if the poisoner is trying to, you know, trick you and puts the poisoned mug in the very back because they know that's See, where you're going to go. I know. That's why I always never take the very one that's offered to me and never take the opposite well, one either. Don't don't give that away your secrets. Well, it's random. So okay. if, if you're, you know, if you actually happen to randomly, or if you're actually trying to kill me and you live in my house and you randomly hit me then and you get me, well, well done to you. Well played. <laughs> nice job out of you. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> and I know it's not real. And I know that, you know, it's not, I'm not important enough for somebody to try to kill me, but like that, <laughs> like that's the only, you know, qualifier, <laughs> yeah. but I I don't really think that it just comes up in my mind that I can't overcome it. So like when I go to someone's house, it's nothing against them personally. It's that I really I can't get it out of my head, and so if I don't have to eat it, I won't eat it. Yeah, it's well, you hey. can't control your thoughts. Not well, most of the time, you no. you you can, you but can. you have to work well, really see, hard. See, here's on the it. thing. It's the, yeah, it's the it's the 
I can dismiss that thought relatively quickly in my mind and get past it and move move over it. But it's it happens. It's the instinct every time. It's the mm-hmm. you know this pops up into my mind. I better not you know do this because this could make me sick or kill me. This person well, could be out to get me. Exactly. We all have our things. So where do you if you go into a restaurant or a Starbucks mm-hmm. or a coffee place or whatever, where do you sit? I sit with my back usually to a wall in the corner away from where I can see the door. Because this is another thing that I have. When I I go into a room, my first thought is, okay, if I had to kill everybody in here to survive or protect (laughs) my family, how would I do it? Who who needs to go first? Who's the biggest threat? And what weapons do I can I improvise out of the stuff on the tables and on the and on the walls and stuff? So this is very it's consistent every single time, every part where single you time. go. It, I don't have to think about it. It instantly pops into my mind and, and I start like, you know, like you ever seen the movie, the, the Terminator, the original one where it shows like the Terminator vision, like the first person. And he's like, threat, threat, <laughs> threat. You know, that yes. that's that's what it's that's what I, it's like. It's, I mean, obviously, I don't have that screen on my face, but. OK, so I, I that's, am the, it's that same thought process. I am the same way in, where I want to sit, but I yeah. don't I don't take the next step. Um, but it's very good for you to be prepared. Did oh, yes. You, so what was the weapon that you found in the Jingle Fest room? Oh, there was all sorts of stuff in there. You could use, like, break a glass, use a glass stem, because uh-huh. they had glasses with stems in some places. You could use a table. I mean, there was plenty of, like, cables and stuff. You could wrap around people's necks and stuff in there. <laughs> drop, drop. Those chandeliers were huge. Did you see those things? They could take out, like, three or four people if yes. you could get it knocked down. Uh, uh-huh. Yep. So yeah, I, it's and this, you know, wrap this, a tablecloth around somebody's face and choke them out. This is taking on a new direction. Yeah, maybe maybe we should stop before. Speaking I of killing too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, like dislike people. I love people. I know. Yeah. It's just I can't help it. My mind operates that yep, way. Yeah, we all have our survival. quirks. Yeah. And I would never kill anybody unless they were trying to kill me. Exactly. Or your or family. Or my family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but, I'm, a, I'm a nice person But most boy, of the time. you have it planned, though. You've got it figured out. Yeah. When I say I'm never prepared, it's in, you know, general, yeah. like, you know, administrative stuff. I'm never prepared. I try to always be prepared. And I don't even try. It, it's, I've talked with other people about this who have said, yes, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And it's. Without a doubt, they've always had some sort of martial arts training, okay. you know, when they were younger or at some point in their lives. And they've, you know, had extensive training to be prepared. And I'm never going to start a fight. And I've never started a fight with anybody in my life, but I've finished several fights. And not yeah, many years when I was you know, a kid and a teenager and stuff. Well, you know, uh, it's unfair to put, you know, when you're 12 years old or, or 14 or 15, 16 it's unfair to put somebody who has zero fight training and who thinks they're big and tough and just because they're bigger, they can, you know, beat somebody up up against somebody who's had, you know, who's a sure. black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah. It's <laughs> that is I'm nothing special, but that is supremely unfair to the other person, to the non-trained person, because yeah. until you get hit in the face, you don't know how you're going to react when you get hit in the face. Mm-hmm. Do you and think it takes usually one shot? Do you think this is more of a um, a guy instinct sort of thing to protect the people around them, I, I uh, possibly, but I've heard I've heard ladies say it before too, though. Okay, who are trained like mixed martial artists and stuff. Okay. I've heard them say it because I've I was thinking that Kornheiser has this thing where 
he always says that the women go hide in the basement when there's a storm and guys get are stupid and stand outside like because they want to watch the storm. Now, it's a little different, but it's that same sort of instinctual thing that I don't know if the guys want to watch the storm because they think they can stop it or if they're fascinated mm. by it. But I'm one that goes I in the basement. I definitely open the door. But I know yeah, there I, run, I run outside. <laughs> yeah, I know there are, I, I have one living in my house that it doesn't think it's very necessary to go in the basement and would like to Mm-mm. go see what's happening. Yes. And I'm kind because of torn between two. Coming. I like to see it, but I also don't want it to kill me. So I go in the well, basement. Yeah. I, I like to experience the, be in the power of that moment of uh-huh. like when it's a, and you can tell there's a difference between there's a tornado coming and this is just a big storm. It's going to rain and right. thunder and lightning. And I mean, anybody can get struck by lightning. If you're going to get struck by lightning, you're going to get struck by lightning. Game over. Forget it. I mean, it's not much you can do unless you're in the basement. Right. And here's the other thing. My daughter is very much like me in that. She's like me in a lot of things, but she will run out and um, wants to go out and like cackle like a crazy person. I think we've talked about yes. this many episodes ago. Yeah. So, I used to so be that way, that way too. but now that I've gotten older, this is how my fear of flying developed. As I got oh. older, I realized that I could plummet to my death, but I, when I was little, I didn't care. I flew all the time <laughs> when I was little. No problem. See, that's a, yeah, I can understand that because I've heard other people say that they've, as they've gotten older, certain fears and certain things have developed as yeah. they went. So yep. that, that makes sense. So but yeah. I just reiterate that I do, I do like to sit in the corner uh, where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm away from everybody. And watching who can walk in the door, but I've never planned how I would, you know, defend myself. Well, you got to have a plan. <laughs> I mean, who who would go into something disorganized and unprepared? I mean, that, <laughs> you'd be like me. You and I are in everything else in my life. We're, we're, you know, I have I plan certain things, and you plan certain things. It's good. Yeah, there you go. It works. Yeah, it works. It works. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so I'm glad you enjoyed your trip to Duluth. And your family get together. It, yeah, and it, it was crazy. And I'm glad it was only for one night because I don't think the hosts would have wanted us for more than one night. And, no. But thankfully, there's enough introverts in, in our family that people understand when you need a little break. Nobody thought that anybody was you know, antisocial or crazy or anything when they kind of took a little break because that was crazy. But it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and if... If they did think that, they could have just poisoned you or, you know, had a plan to wipe out the entire room at once. Exactly. Yeah. I'll have to remember that the next time I have a potluck. (laughs) That casserole can be deadly, I'm telling you. (laughs) Apparently. Well, that wraps up our Week in Review for this week. We hope you're still listening after that nonsense. The producers of Speaking of Tangents would like to apologize to anyone out there who enjoys making homemade food. Because really, after all, isn't all food homemade? I mean, it just depends on where you live. There's probably rats and stuff that live in those factories. And now, first world problems. So, yes, speaking of first world problems, I do have a first world problem this week. Okay. But first, you know, you know, last week, I just want to say this because it's, it's kind of a first world problem in that I forgot, but not really. It's not a first world problem, but I'm going to talk about it right here. I'm intrigued. <laughs> you know, we, last week we talked about how we probably would forget something about Jingle Fest or the trip. 
Well, oh, yes. I, I forgot two things. One was the first world problem, and one was... Actually, I probably forgot more than two things, but for this purpose, I forgot two <laughs> things. Um, at Jingle Fest, I sang a few jingles that were written by other people, and I tried to be good about uh-huh. giving those people credit. And, and for the most part, I think I did that. Um, but on the Quiet Car song, the Don't Worry, Be Happy one, I forgot to mention, uh, that's the one that you mentioned last week that we, that we did for Liz Clark. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot to, to give credit to Robert Skolnicki, whose idea that song was, and he and I wrote that one together. So shout out to cool. Robert Skolnicki from Canada. I missed that the first time around, so I just wanted to make sure I said that. Okay, now to my first world problem, which is also something I forgot last week to talk about. <laughs> when, when the Hall of Famer and I came to your hotel Thursday morning before chatter, mm-hmm. that was the first time that we saw each other that trip. So, speaking of gifts earlier in, in the week in review, Jason's wife and I, and Jason, Gave us a nice gift, the perfect type of gift. The Jason's wife. Jason, you, you don't have to. You don't. Have to. So it was Jason's wife. Okay, Jason's wife. Yes. Gave the perfect type of gift. She's gift. the thoughtful one in this relationship. <laughs> okay. Yeah, very thoughtful gift. Um, not expecting it. Perfect type of gift. So anyway, the gift was called bricks. B R I X. And she gave you what bricks to carry home in your luggage? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, bricks, B R I X, not B R I C K S. And this is not a masonry product. Then it's like no, that you build a building. No, with. it's way better than masonry. All right, it's chocolate for wine. Oh, it's a chocolate brick. It's a chocolate bricks. Yes. Okay. And that's a very good gift, especially for me because I, you know, I like chocolate and I like wine. Very thoughtful gift from Jason's wife. So anyway, this specific one pairs with wines that I like. The drier wines, the Merlots, the Shirazes, the Chiantis. But what it was, I didn't, I haven't eaten it yet, but of course I opened it to see what it it was. It's a big, basically Mm. just a big brick of chocolate. What would you say? You saw the box. It was maybe three by four, maybe one to two inches thick. Um, I would say it's like a... Two by four. Two by four? Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we put that chocolate in my backpack because I'm planning on taking that one home and pull out the wine and eat it, you know, the way it was intended. So I had, I put that chocolate in the bag and I also had a box of milk duds that I brought with me Uh-oh. that my friend Rachel, who came to last Jingle Fest with me, mm-hmm. She gave me that box about a month ago, and I was saving that milk that, that for post Jingle Fest celebration, which is another thing that okay, I for- so forgot to do talk about last week. This is like a victory cigar, exactly. It's victory, victory milk does. So last year she she didn't tell me about this until after Jingle Fest. So we get back to the Airbnb. It was one or two in the morning. And she pulls out four boxes of candy. And so now this is a tradition. So we're eating all this candy after Jingle Fest. So I saved that Milk Duds nice. box for after Jingle Fest. And then when I went back into the room, the Hall of Famer was already up there sleeping. 
So I was trying to be quiet, digging in the back back for the milk duds, open them up. You know how when you tip the box and you can feel the candy hitting, you can hear the candy kind of hitting the box and that noise yeah, there. Yeah, like rattles around in rattles, the box. Rattles, yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to be quiet. So anyway, I'm starting to eat and enjoying every bite, by the way. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the Hall of Famer sits bolt right up in bed, says, are you into the candy? <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing I know, we're both sitting there eating the milk duds. So anyway, I took a pic of that. Oh, good. That I can, you know, cool. send to send to our interns to tweet out because you know they had last week off anyway. So yeah. anyway, back to the bricks chocolate slackers. He's a heckly. So I'm holding on to this chocolate. I'm taking it home, and so we go go to the airport port on um, Sunday morning. I guess it was. I'm going through the TSA yeah. line. I take my shoes off. I empty my pockets. You know the whole drill. I go through the yeah, um, take your belt off. Well, yeah, I didn't have a belt, but yes, belt off, shoes off, everything out of your pockets, go through the body x-ray, measure my penis and let me get on the plane thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm watching the x-ray, the, the conveyor belt that you put all your stuff on. I'm watching that and mine, it's taking forever for my bags to come out. And the woman in front of me's got her bags, so then I now I know that they are really looking in my bags, and I'm thinking, what's going on mm-hmm. here? And all of a sudden, so then when I, when I realize that, I start watching the lady who's viewing the X-ray machine, and clear the TSA agent, the TSA agent, yes, not the mm-hmm. viewing lady. Uh, she says, clear as day. I'm reading her lips. What the blank is that? And the blank is a four-letter <laughs> curse word that doesn't start with S. Let's just say that. Okay. I got you. So then or I know H. it doesn't, yeah, or H. Then I know it does, it's, you know, it, this is my bag. So anyway, the yeah. a guy grabs the bag, holds it up for all to see. Whose is this bag? <laughs> so now, up, you know, up to this moment, I can say that I've never had my bag search at the airport, ever. I can no longer say that. <laughs> <laughs> so opens my bag and what does he do he goes straight for that bricks chocolate <laughs> doesn't even look at anything else <laughs> he examines the box sees that that bricks chocolate's unopened mm-hmm. i think he asked me a few questions about hey did you leave your bags unattended or anything like that i said no sweeps my bag with this little piece it looks like a business card a piece of plastic and he sweeps that bag and then with that piece of plastic. And then he said, you're good to go. He did not confiscate my chocolate. Oh, I, that was my next question. No, he did not. My first question. Yeah. So, and the chocolate was clearly the trigger. So I don't know if other people have had chocolate throw off the x-ray machines. But I thought that was so funny. And I told Jason's wife about it. And I think she was feeling, yeah, I think she's, you know, she said she was sorry. And I said, no, 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 don't apologize. I just found it to be funny. Like, yeah. it's the first time that my bags ever get checked, and it's for chocolate. Well, it did. It does kind of, it's like a dense, like we said, it's like a two inch by four inch by probably an inch or two thick. Yeah, very dense. Like rectangle. One big, cube. big brick. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe they thought it was like, you know, you see in the movies all the time, you see like when they're planting C4, like explosives. Yeah. On things. It, it. It does kind of have that shape, and mm-hmm. it's probably so dense, they were like, we need to see what this is exactly. Yeah. But we had like six in our bag coming up there. And it didn't and trigger nobody it? said anything. That's hilarious. Uh-uh. Yeah, so... so maybe they didn't like the look on your face. Maybe they were like, hmm, she seems suspicious. Yeah, maybe. 
I mean, I've been I've been frisked before, um, patted down. I guess is the better word. I don't know. Yes, but body cavity searched. No, no, I haven't had that. Okay, that's good. But um, never had my bag searched before. So there are firsts from this trip too. Yes, all kinds of good firsts. Did anything crazy happen to you at the airport? Uh, yeah, actually, um, a first Ooh, for me as good. well. Oh, I was traveling with my guitar because, um, you know, I play guitar at the Jingle Fest yes. thing and I, I used to travel with my guitar all the time. Even when I didn't need the guitar necessarily, I would take it on road trips when I was going to be gone, when I was traveling, you know, 20, 25 days a month. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was going to have like some time in the afternoon or during like a Saturday and I, I often I would stay over weekends at places if it was far away, like around the world. Um, and so I'd take my guitar with me. And you just play it in the hotel room. Sure. I almost said whip it out in the hotel room. but uh, <laughs> Well, you just anyway. did now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guitar. I'm talking about guitar. So um, <laughs> I take it on the plane with me because I don't like to check it. I've checked it once or twice before. I think when I flew to, to Bangkok one time, I checked it. Speaking um, of whipping and, things out. <laughs> yeah. I knew that was coming too. Sorry. This is <laughs> Accidental Innuendo, the podcast. <laughs> So um, I take the guitar on the plane with me and I always put it in the closet at the front of the airplane. And if you don't know, there's always every every airplane I've ever flown on, even like the little 30 seat ones, has a little closet at the front where like people can hang bags in. And often the flight attendants have like their luggage hanging in there. Okay, I never noticed the closet. Yes. Or like they have their little rollaway thing tucked in there. Um, and mm-hmm. there's always, I've never had any problem. I mean, it's probably a hundred times I've flown with this thing and never had any problem. Until this trip. <laughs> on the way back. And the great thing is every flight attendant is always cool about it. Yeah, cool. You know, we'll find a space. Or most of them just say, hey, you know, I'll take that and I'll put it in there for you. And they handle it. And then when I get off the plane, they're standing there, you know, when they're saying bye to everybody in the pilots, you know, or hanging out of the cockpit saying bye. Sure. Yep. They're standing there with my guitar and they're like, here you go, sir. Thanks. And super nice. It's always been great. Never had any problem. So I was surprised when I got on the plane this time, the two flight attendants were at the front. Uh, it was a, a man and a woman and they were talking to each other and not like saying hello or not being welcoming to the passengers at all to the point of where like three or four people, you know, were like I'm on the, the jetway, whatever it's called. Um, the little thing, the little bridge you walk out to get to the airplane. Oh, yeah. I think it's and called I'm a standing there. Yeah, I'm like four or five people back from being able to get on the plane. And like we're going slow because, you know, people are in front doing whatever. And so as I'm standing there, I see them just kind of talk in and I see like three or four people, passengers get on and go by and they don't say a word. It, they're, they're acting like, I mean, you wouldn't even think the passengers were there, which seemed sort of strange to me. And then like two or three people in front of me, the pilot like or the co-pilot, one of the guys leans out of the cockpit and is like out of the little door. And is like he starts welcoming people on the plane. Oh, so he realizes that the other people are being rude. Yes, and it's it'd be it was super weird. It's the first time I've ever seen this where, and I've flown like I said, multiple hundreds of times. I mean, I I basically flown since the year two thousand um, on frequent flyer miles alone anywhere yeah. I go because of all the times I flew in the mid late nineties flying places for work, and so. It's very strange. This is this is a very weird vibe to this thing. And so I get on and I get up there. And I was like, hey, you know, I have this guitar. You know, you mind if I put it in your closet? And they're like. And I always approach it like I'm not entitled to put this in the closet. I always ask and I always try to be like, you know, hey, would you mind mm-hmm. if this would fit in the closet? Because I know it's not going in the overhead. I know it's not definitely not going under the seat and I don't want to check it. So I'm trying to be, you know, 
act like I haven't done this a hundred times before, basically. Right. Yep. And not just assume, yeah, put this in the closet, you know, monkey. But <laughs> so the the guy looks at me and he says, oh, that's not going to fit in there. We don't have any room for that. Oh, nice. And turns around and, and continues his conversation with the other flight attendant, the lady. And I was like, well, Whoa. I don't know where to put it. And he's like, oh, that'll fit in the overhead. And she looks at me and she goes, yeah, just put it in the overhead. And then they go back to their conversation. <laughs> and so I go down the aisle knowing this thing is not going to fit in the overhead. And there's a flight attendant in the middle. This had four flight attendants. So there's one in the middle, like the middle section. And then there's one at the very back. Yeah. And so the one in the middle is helping somebody else. So I walk past her and I go back to my seat, which is towards the back. It's like four or five rows from the back of the plane. And so the flight attendant at the back is looking at me as I'm carrying this thing down there. And I put, I had a backpack too. So I stuffed that under my seat and I'm trying, I find an empty overhead and I start to put the guitar in there and there's no way it's too long. It's not fitting in there. there. And and I'm like, this is not going to fit in there. She goes, oh, well. Uh, really and didn't say another word she was like a robot it's, it was she had this look on her face like i don't even know where i am and i don't really care i'm just ready to go home and i can understand people have yeah, bad days and right. stuff like that and she might have had some nightmare passengers before but come on this is your job your job is to basically be nice to people on an airplane yeah well what did and she didn't even suggest an alternative she just said too bad no she goes, oh, I'm sorry, too I'm bad. I'm sorry. Well, and she did say, I'm sorry, but it was, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you exist and I have to deal with you. That kind of yeah. sorry. And so God. I go to the back of the plane because, you know, when, because I'm in the zone one, which is like the first people uh-huh. after the premium and the first class yeah. to get on the plane. I'm in zone one, so I'm getting on there. So I have to go all the way to the back. And I'm just standing at the back in the like little galley bathroom area at the back of the plane mm-hmm. with my guitar because other people are coming on. And I'm, I wait, you know, probably 20 minutes standing back there. And this flight attendant is standing back there for, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes of that. Never says a word to me. <laughs> never. It's just like never Same talking, person not talking or to different any of the other passengers. Different person. Different. The third one. She was the third one of the, the third member of the crew. So I eventually get to back to the middle of the plane. And long story short, the fourth flight attendant was actually nice and friendly. She seemed like the only one on the entire flight that was helping anybody. She's the only one I actually saw do anything. Oh, and so she's like, here, come up to the front. We'll see if we can figure this out. And I was like, this is not going to fit in the overhead. She goes, yeah, there's no way that's going to fit in the overhead. And I'm like, well, <laughs> well you your need buddy to tell the other three people exactly. yeah, on this plane, you need to be the one up at the front because she's like saying hello to people. And so she gets she gets them to actually stop getting on the plane at the very end. And we go back up there and she's like, you need to put this in the closet for him. And the guy goes, I guess. Oh, nice. And takes it from me and it fits right in there perfectly. No problem. And so it just. Just one of these things. First of all, problems, obviously, I'm on an airplane and everything right. was fine yep. and I got it in there. But just so when your job is to welcome people onto the plane, be friendly. It's just like any other customer service thing. It's exactly customer service. It, if Maybe this is not a thing for you. They didn't drag you off the plane, though. This wasn't United. They no, didn't throw I your guitar very, out the door. I was nice to the fourth flight attendant who actually helped. I was I was nice to them all originally. But when the guy was like, yeah, I guess we'll try. I was like, it will fit in there. It always fits in there. Mm-hmm. I've done this a hundred times. It fits in there. And he was like, okay. And so I was careful because honestly, that was in the back of my mind of <laughs> they're going to haul somebody on it to drag me off if I start yelling at this guy like I want yeah. to. Yeah. Everybody would whip out their uh, cell phones, take some video. Yes. That might have been some good publicity for publicity. Is that the word? For our podcast. Yes. Yeah, it might have been some pl- 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 punctuation for our podcast. Yeah. 
One of us gets searched and stopped for, you know, trafficking in chocolate that they think are drugs and or C4 explosives. <laughs> yes. And the other gets thrown off the plane for berating a flight attendant. Yeah. <laughs> that would have made the news. I think so. Yep. Yeah. We, we screwed that up. Yeah. Well, we're terrible at promoting. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's word of mouth. That's all we have. Yeah. We've got no qualification, so here's our recommendations. So speaking of recommendations, I definitely have a recommendation this week. Oh, so do I. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. It's a, mine is a TV show. Mine is too. It's on Netflix. Mine is too. Oh, maybe it's the same one. Maybe we should say it at the same time. Okay. On the count of three. One, One, two, two, three. three. Lost. (laughs) We have talked about Lost before. I haven't watched that yet. No. Yes, mine is Glow 2. Yours is Glow 2. Glow, Not glow, glow too, part two? They've done that already? Glow as well. Right. Not glow, glow also. I am absolutely in love with this show. I can't get enough of it. This, yeah, it's very, very 80s, continuing the theme, oh, the theme yes. of like Stranger Things. And then speaking very, of very Stranger 80s. Things, I don't think that I've watched a show this addicting since Stranger Things, where I just kept mm-hmm. watching and kept watching. Yeah, it takes place in L.A., I think, or the L.A. suburbs, yes. Pasadena. I don't, yeah. I don't in in the eighties, California, California, um, and Allison Brie plays yes. the down on her luck actress. Can't find a job. Um, you know we've seen that story a thousand times. Can't pay her electricity bill. Um, gets a call, so she gets a call to be a part of this women's wrestling thing, which is what Glow is. Glo- gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I yes. think is what which is which, which is a real thing. I did not know that until recently that it was actually a real thing. Oh, I knew that. So basically, she took the job because she needed a job, and yes, in the in the show. And I cannot, I can't. First of all, eighties eighties stuff is fabulous. The clothes, the hair, the ratting, the ratting of the hair. Yes. <laughs> Netflix must have a huge music budget or they own oh, yes. or partnered with a company that like owns like, you know, Sony Music. Sony owns a bunch of different like older songs because they, they were Sony Music was a huge record label. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Netflix must own or have, you know, made a deal with a lot of these record labels of stuff from the 80s. Every episode loaded with 80s songs and actually done right where it's not just like interstitial music between scenes. It's like they have several montages, which are key to 80s, you know, theme and 80s styles to have a montage set to music. Uh, You're going to need a montage, the greatest, you know, montage song of all time. But (laughs) I digress. A lot of really cool, like 80s songs. Oh, yeah. They really capture scenes over top is great. Yeah, and Alison Brie, who I only know as the lady, the Trudy from Mad Men, Trudy, Pete Campbell's Trudy Campbell. wife. Yes, also Annie Edison from Community. Yes, and I haven't seen much of Community. Oh, so you need to watch. To it. me, when I saw, I haven't seen the last few seasons, but the first five or six are really good. Well, I'm going to have to go back because I feel like we got cheated of 
so much that Alison Brie has to offer on her role, you know, for, and I realize her role for Mad Men is, that was her role, but she's mm-hmm. so talented. I can't believe, she's so different in this glow. She is fabulous. I'd yes, watch this show watch just for then. her. Yeah, because Community hints at this kind of thing because she plays a certain character, uh, I won't spoil it for you, on the show, mm-hmm. but they do all sorts of like special episodes, which, you know, special episode from the 80s and 90s is something that I hated because it's when they're going to talk about staying off drugs or something like yeah. that. It's going to have some overbearing message that I'm just like, get this out of here. I'm watching this. I'm watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air not to hear them preaching to me about drugs, but, to, you know, you mean to see why parents just don't special? understand. Right, to see yes. what parents yeah. Yeah. yeah, the after-school special of sitcoms, the very, a very special episode of yeah. Growing Pains. Yes, no, exactly. Just be your, be who you are. Let let these other shows. Anyway, I, we're going to talk about this forever if I can get into that. Yeah. But yeah, she is really good in community because they do that like goofy, crazy, you know, like one-off kind of episodes where they'll do stuff. And it's all in the continuity of the show because it's set at a community college, but it's very much... She gets to play like different characters. They they all do. Oh, all she's the main, fabulous. You know, actors. And it's incredible. Mad Men should have. They should have found a way to to put her in more. I think she was. Yeah, that's tough in the period drama. Absolutely. Like that, yeah. She she's fabulous. But so this is a period drama. It is a period drama. Eighties. <laughs> and I, you know, I think the executive producer, not the writer. So the writer of the the writing is just smart, clever, just really funny writing. But yeah. Genji Cohen. Didn't, yes. She's not the writer, but she's, you know, the executive she's a, producer. A producer. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. the one that did Weeds and Orange is the New yes. Black. And yes. Orange is the New oh, Black. I forgot she did Orange is the New she Black. She did, yeah. I don't know so much about this. I fell this. off on that. Yeah, well, this this most recent season was crazy. But I still like the characters that she writes and the... She's just... I love Genji Cohen. But, yes, she has a different angle and very, yes. you know, different characters that I always appreciate her take on stuff. Like Weeds, the first, like, it's same with Weeds, though. Weeds the fell first, off, like, too. three or four seasons was really good, and yeah. then, like, the last yep. three or four, how many of there were, were, I watched it to the end, and I was, it was a, you know, slog fest. Yeah, Weeds was like that. <laughs> the first that. three seasons, yeah. though, really cool. And Orange is the New Black is kind of getting that way, too. And yeah, some I've people may have that. said that it's already there. But anyway, this yeah. show, fabulous show. And I'm not yes. done yet. I've got three episodes left. And if it All wasn't right. for, you know, <laughs> evening baseball, we would have been done a long time ago. Because this one is... Baseball is ruining your life. Baseball Give is ruining up. my life. But now we've got the All-Star break coming up. So you know what? I can finish Glow. Yeah. You'll, you'll burn through the last three, especially the last two really quick. Um I watched it all in a couple of days. Was it 10 episodes? 10 episodes. And the other thing is that they're only 30 to 35 minutes and... Yeah, the Hall of Famer appreciates those much more than the sixty-minute shows. So you can yeah, get you can fly through this very easily. Yeah, it's it's roughly you know um, what is it? What's thirty minutes times ten? Ten. I don't know. Three hundred minutes, which is we can do math. Hashtag math. <laughs> it's, about, it's about five hours of stuff. It's about five five and a half hours of content, basically. It's five and a half hours that's worth it, I yes. think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I I remember this show. I watched this show in the 80s as a, you know, 
young teen. Yeah, yeah. Boy. So you knew that these things existed. I did not. Yeah, because I was into gorgeous ladies and wrestling yeah. in the mid late eighties. So I watched <laughs> obviously I, I I watched the WWF and I watched Glow because it came on at like eleven thirty five at night, like on Friday or Saturday night, and I would stay up to watch it. And um I did not know wrestling was fake <laughs> until about until I was like twelve or thirteen. I was like, wait a minute, this this can't yeah. be real. Yeah. What do you mean it's so, fake? It, and this was about this show came out. I, I was aware of the show about when it. Um, I I knew at that point wrestling was fake, mm-hmm. and so it I, I was. It was almost like it really is a soap opera, which comes up in yes, it does. It's one yep. of the great moments in the show when you can see it coming, yep. and it's you know. I will say a lot of this stuff in the show is telegraphed, like way in advance. If uh-huh, you're paying attention, uh-huh. it's easy to see and it's predictable in that sense. But it really is enjoyable when the show catches up with what you know is coming. Sure. Yeah. When it gets to that moment, it's still enjoyable. It's like the ride and the journey of the show. You kind of you kind of know where it's going. You know where it's going to end up. Um, there's a couple of little parts in the last few episodes that I don't think you've gotten to yet that are. Um, have you seen the one where she's at the drugstore? Um, no. Okay. I think that might be the seventh or eighth episode. Cause I think it's eight, nine and 10. I think it starts in eight. Uh, I'm not going to get into it anymore than that. Cause I don't want to spoil it for you, but there, there is something that comes up that I, I saw it coming, but I didn't realize where, where they were going to go with it okay. until about five minutes into that episode. I was like, Oh, I know where this is going, and it was exactly where I thought. But they did it, I think, really well, and they I liked the way that they handled it. Um, and yeah, it it's really it's a fun ride. Yeah, and those shows that are predictable but don't handle it well are boring. But this yes. you're saying is predictable, but yet you still enjoyed it. Oh yeah, the way they do it, and like you said, Allison Brie. I when I first saw her, I see I saw her on. Community before I started watching Mad Men because I didn't start watching Mad Men until like two or three seasons in, maybe four. Um, oh, and I okay. caught up on like the DVDs. So I saw her on Community and was like, wow, she can do all sorts of stuff. And then I was like, it's like when she showed up in Mad Men, I'm like, hey, there's there's the girl from Community. Who is it? And I was like, I need to figure out who this is. And so that's when I was like, um, looked her up and looked at some stuff she had done. And it's, um, she started out on Hannah Montana. She was on an episode with Miley Cyrus. I did not know that. On the that. Disney Channel. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have known that either if I hadn't have said, I need to see what else she's been in. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, I was seeing her like pop up like on podcasts and stuff. And she's in with the whole group of like, you know, like when you get a group of actors or a group of comedians who they kind of like go into each other's world and do different things. Yes. Um, there's people in the community like that, like Donald Glover, who goes off and has been, you know, a breakout star on his own, you know, Regardless of community, outside of community, in, in in the last few years with Atlanta, which that's oh, the, that's, that's the okay. one show that I need to go back and watch. Me too. I've been waiting for it to come on FX now, the app, and I haven't yep, seen it same yet. Same here. Same here. So that's 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 one of he's in the community and he's great in community. Um, but yeah, it's she Allison Brie makes this show work from the very beginning because the very opening yes. scene is her acting. Yes, and it's like she is one of the best in the best actresses or actor now that are good at bad acting. Does that make sense? Yes. Yep. It's she's good at I'm acting and it comes across in a way that you would think a person would that thinks they're a good actor, but is not right. Yep. Cause I was like, wait a minute, what is going on? And then they, you know, kind of just kind of to reveal the very first scene, 
She's act. She's doing an audition, basically. Yeah, it's not. It's not easy to pretend you're bad at something uh-uh. that you're good at. Uh. Uh-uh. That's exactly right. And she is able to do it at various different levels to fit yeah. whatever is going on. So she's yeah, she's incredible in this. It's kind of like um, Meryl Streep in that movie Florence Florence Foster Jenkins, which I didn't see, but I heard her interviewed about it. And uh-huh. Florence Foster Jenkins was an opera singer that was no good. And Meryl Streep can sing. And so she's yes. trying to go off pitch, and she does it really well. So she probably should have been nominated for an Oscar, and I think she was. But wow. that's not easy to do. And yeah, Alison do Brie does it yeah. great. Yeah, she's really cool. And the, um, I mean, Mark Maron, who I hadn't. I mean, obviously, he has a podcast, and I've yeah. heard him on shows, and he was on Louis' show, um, Louis C.K.'s show, mm-hmm. uh, in a few episodes. I didn't even realize that he was as good of an actor as he is. He was really good in the show, too. Have you seen his show, Marin? Um, It's like on IFC. It's not no. IFC, but it's on Netflix. I've been watching that oh. one, and that's pretty good, too. I really like that one, cool. actually. But I assume yeah. that was basically him just playing himself. He is kind of playing himself, show. but he plays himself up a little bit. I think he's exaggerated. It's just it's a good show. It's funny. You know, like, I like to watch who, it who when would I, ever who would ever exaggerate, you know, their personality uh, well, who, a little bit when I don't they're know. on some sort of like show or podcast. I don't know. I I don't know if anybody would do that. N- no, me either. But yeah. but he's really good in Glow. He's very good. Yeah, I didn't think he was a, an actor either. So Glow we mm-hmm. it's recommended by the Speaking of Tangents podcast. Oh, highly recommended. It's go see it. You'll like it, people. <laughs> <laughs> go see it. Go see it, people. In your in your living room. <laughs> go see it. <laughs> Glow see it. But not before don't go see Oh my gosh. <laughs> I figured I was you'd like say, that. Don't one. go see it. Yeah. I was gonna say don't go see it before the end of this episode, you know, unless you're listening to this as you're driving to go see it. I don't yeah. know where you would have to go to go see it. But after you said glow see it, I yeah, I would say just maybe don't even listen to the rest of this. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> glow. Good music. Definitely. Good music, good acting, good writing. It's just it's great. Yeah, it's very cool. So go to your living room and see it. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey, how's it going? We're really glad you're still with us, most of you. If you'd like to contact us about anything that you've heard in this episode, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com or visit our website speakingoftangents.com for all relevant links and information. If you have a lot of criticism, we'd love to hear that too. Our Snapchat account is available 24-7. Just know that we never log into it and actually don't know how to use it. So, good luck. So do we have any feedback this week? Why, yes, we do have feedback this week. As as always, or as of late, we'll start with Louis Nosey, Nosey in mm-hmm. 140. Car wash, yeah. Jingle fest, love. <laughs> the rock for president. Touring DC. And moon bounce bus. <laughs> Which made me laugh. Because um, that bus really was kind of like a moon bounce. Yeah. 
And Jason's then, wife appreciated the picture of the rock. I was just going to say there was an awesome picture that he included of a huge rock, Dwayne Johnson rock, not a rock. Oh, I was, I was going to say like <laughs> Gibraltar. <laughs> and he was flexing and yeah, it was a great picture. Yeah. So thank you, Lewis. Mm-hmm, that was funny. Now, Brad Weiss. I'm you, sorry? Brad Weiss? Does that sound familiar? Uh, No. Well, Brad Weiss, at one Brad Weiss, said, Wrigley is my favorite part of Speaking of Tangents. Nice. Very nice. I didn't, we actually didn't hear Wrigley today. I don't think. <laughs> and, and here you're worried about me saying glow instead of go. <laughs> glow, see? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So in response to Brad's tweet about Wrigley being his favorite part of Speak Tangents, Mr. Tony's dog at Mr. Uh-oh. Tony's dog says, tweeted, first it's Walker Thomas and now this? What's next? Relegation? The indignities of it all. I'll be out back where the sod used to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you, Mr. Tony's pr- dog, I, which yes, is also Chessie. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, now we've got some clarifications and one Jingle Fest mystery solved. Uh-oh. So we'll start with that first. Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny. Great podcast. Because I talked to you guys when I listened, many times laughed and exclaimed I forgot about that. Yes, craisins. And that was uh. the mystery part because she said cranberries and I thought maybe she was talking about craisins. So that nice. mystery is solved. Mystery Thank you, Jenny. solved. Um, I'd have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Okay, so now to a cl- clarification. Mm-hmm. Jamie Julian at Honeycrisp tweeted us, walking down the street screaming, punctuation, punctuation, and looking even <laughs> crazier than usual. Thanks, speaking of tangents. And oh, yes. That made me laugh out loud when I saw that one. Yeah, I also like Joe's uh, reply to her when he said that he was yelling Beetlejuice at the same time that I did after that. Which, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said it, it was scary. Yeah, it's, it's scary that this nonsense has <laughs> spilled over into everything that I do in my life. Somehow. Exactly. So that was, you're, you're referring to Joe Maloney at Joe the ITO, yes. right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, that made me laugh, yeah. And speaking of Joe Maloney at Joe the ITO, he tweeted us a clarification um, by way of the Bud Light football commercial from a few years back. I think it was one of the Super Bowl commercials. And Oh, it's the guy grilling. Yeah, yeah the guy grilling. The, in, like, par- in the tailgating in the parking lot. And Joe said, it's pronounced Quino <laughs> when we yeah. were talking about quinoa last week. And Tony saying quinoa. <laughs> According to this commercial, it's Quino. I'm still going with quinoa. Quinoa. That but one I quino, haven't heard that's, very that's much. That's a pretty good one, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Quinoa. Quinoa is how I would. Quino. Quino is pretty good, too. That's a good commercial. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Yeah. I laughed when I saw that tweet. Me, too. Um, cool Aunt Claire at Cool Aunt Claire. She says, yes, speaking of tangents, Dan was the name of our fabulous little server at Chatter. Love him. I wish he'd, swif- I wish he'd switch shifts. That's hard to say. To that evenings to for trivia. Yeah, he was great. He was, yeah, he was great. And so and we I got it we got right. Some clarification that it's Daniel. He goes by Daniel, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. I, uh, who's, hey, Daniel. Who said that? Uh, I believe he goes by Daniel. Rob Berg. Yeah. 
And then Anita said to Robert, thank you, Robert. Or something like that. <laughs> yes. Bobby! Bobby Bird! <laughs> um, and in response to Cool Aunt Claire's tweet, Andrew mm-hmm. Bader at Andrew underscore B underscore Bader, B-A-D-E-R, he said make sure to tip 25%. Bader. <laughs> I'm sorry. At some point, we have to talk about tipping. Okay, sure. I like 25%. I usually go 25 to 50, depending on, I mean, if it's like, you know, 10 or $15, I usually go like 50%. Yeah, and Cool Aunt Claire was saying she did something like that, 40%, mm-hmm. because she's all the breakfast that she'd been getting there and um, 10 or $11 breakfasts or something. Um, yes. But, well, we, we'll we get into this someday, but as far as tipping goes, I, I think that that tipping is much bigger thing over on the east coast than it is on this area in this area yeah i think so too and so when i hear some place some people that get tipped i've never tipped those people in my life and it's just it's just something different over here so we should talk about that at some point yeah and how so you're saying that you tip a little more if your if your bill is less oh yes and so that's oh, yes. also something that we should, we should just talk about this at some point. <laughs> <laughs> what, where are we going with this? Well, it's just interesting to hear yeah. um, what different people do. Because the, so you think that the price of the meal, why do you pay, why do you tip more if the meal doesn't cost as much? Because I feel like they deserve a certain amount extra if they do if they're a good server mm-hmm. or whatever the service is if they're if they're doing a good job if they're it may basically if they're friendly and competent sure you know, yeah I'm, i understand um then i i tip i, I don't want to give like a, a 15 percent or 20 percent on five dollars uh-huh. because that's next to nothing so my minimum tip is five bucks so okay. if the meal is you know ten dollars i'm tipping 50 percent okay if the meal is twenty dollars, I'm I'll throw in five to ten. So, it's 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 when you get into the like the meal was two hundred dollars, I'm not tipping fifty percent. Well, yeah, I'm going to do the the eighteen twenty percent whatever twenty five percent if it's really good that kind of that that kind of factors in. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to give like a I don't want to give like a you know dollar tip is what I'm saying. Okay. So if 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 I go if I do something that's five bucks cost me five dollars I'm tipping them basically a hundred percent because my minimum is five dollars usually. Yes, I okay, got it. So you kind of go in with the frame of mind of how much you're going to spend, including the yeah, tip. Yeah, pretty much. Um, no, I never think or plan that far ahead. <laughs> that's true. You only plan <laughs> how you're going to murder the rest of the people in the restaurant. Yeah, my mind's working on that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so I, I think that I figured Spoons out. Spoons are good. <laughs> I think that I figured out. People will see a knife or a fork coming. They won't see a spoon coming. <laughs> I think I figured out that apparently I plan up to the point where I want to sit there and and be able to see everybody that's coming in and what's happening in the room. But I don't yes. plan the next step. So basically, no. if you're going to come and kill me, I want to see it, dang, dang yes. nabbit. <laughs> Yeah, you're going. You you're you're last. Yeah. By the way, you get to see everybody else. You know, die, yeah. and then you're you're in for it. That's, Same thing with the storms, I guess. You know, yeah, if you sure. want to see it before it gets you. Yeah. 
So anyway. Well, no, I want to see it so I can run away and get out of the path. Right, because you're... <laughs> Not so that I can stand there and let it get me. Well, yeah, you got to get but out I of the will way. Say, though, but... Yeah, I will say, though, you've seen those movies where, like, the apocalypse movies where, you know, I think it was Deep Impact or Armageddon or one of those where the, you know, the stuff is crashing. You see the waves coming. If I'm on, if I'm on the coast of California or, you know, the coast of, you know, it, the West Coast or the East Coast, and there's, like, a giant tidal wave coming, and it's like... I'm not going to sit in traffic. That's worse than getting crushed by the tidal wave. So I'm just going to stand there on the beach and let the wave just... that. That's fine. That I'll let it see. <laughs> okay. See it Draw the line on that. Or you'll, you'll Traffic is far worse than getting crushed by a tsunami. <laughs> okay. Um, and speaking of Beetlejuice earlier, and Jenny Robbins, oh. she um, tweeted us and said, I just used Beetlejuice as a retort. No one understood the significance of that response. That's, that's exactly, that's the perfect case for using that when you're the only one who understands it and it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. That's perfect. Now, we, we talked a lot about Jingle Fest and we, mm-hmm. last week and we said if you think of anything or you want to join the conversation, we didn't use those words, but send us something. Mm. So, Hello, see it. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Moffat at Moffat Patrick. He said, just unpacked from Jingle Fest and emptied a pocket of memories, including ticket to hashtag not a parking lot. And so he had a picture <laughs> of the that ticket. He, I think there was a golf ball, a tee. Yes. Um, and Plain that ticket, ticket yeah. 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 That's cool. That's very cool. And the elevator down to that not a parking lot. Wait, am I confusing stories here? Yeah, the elevator went to the not metro. The not metro can. I was going to say it. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. All right. Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt. Memo to those who haven't been to Jingle Fest and feel they may be on outside of the core. I have never been either, but you all make me feel like I'm part of the gang. Cool. And then Jolene Wojcik at J. You are. Everybody is. Well, yeah. And Jolene Wojcik at JMR Wojcik said, that's how I feel too. And then John Miller at JKM563 said, it's amazing the camaraderie that you feel there, which is true. It is camaraderie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Jenny Robbins again said, quote of the week, weirdos, but there are weirdos, (laughs) which is something that I said um, that I didn't come out exactly, but I'm glad everybody seems to know that I meant (laughs) that I was considered one of the weirdos. (laughs) Yes, it was was endearing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ed Butt at EDB1947 tweeted us a picture of his feet, or presumably his feet, using the big butt driver. Wait a minute. It, it was him hitting a golf shot, right? Yes, but he was... A, we were looking, you can't say tweeted a, he tweeted a picture of his feet without that going some wrong places in some people's minds. <laughs> looking down so, at his he feet. He had shoes on. He was wearing shoes, golf yes, shoes. Yes, he was wearing golf shoes. And he was addressing the ball. With the big butt driver. Please so that don't was, tweet us pictures of your feet. <laughs> that was the angle no. we were seeing. And he just said, big butt at work, which just cracked me up. <laughs> yes. And uh, the picture which, that was cracked the, me up just ahead. as much that I was trying to yeah. um, describe. But yes. I missed a That's, few spots. <laughs> that was the title of the episode last week, Let the Big Butt Eat. Yes, it was. And speaking of that, we have SoundCloud feedback, which is rare, but we do get it every now and then. Yeah. Um, so I'll read this as it was written. Okay. Verbatim. 
Loving the track here. Let the big butt eat. I can't help but thinking it can do well in this music contest we are hosting to help fellow artists to gain review for their song. (laughs) So a SoundCloud robot. Robot, yeah. That's what it seems like. um, Yeah, it's absolutely a bot. (laughs) thought that let the big butt eat was the name of a song that we posted <laughs> yeah. and was going inviting us say, saying this is a great song you should enter it in our contest that we're having <laughs> it's just ridiculous which makes me think we actually should write a song called let the big butt eat um there's probably some spinal tap song that's very yeah. similar to that somewhere right <laughs> and the last tweet about jingle fest came from mm-hmm. james cunningham well i think it's about jingle fest so were we want James to clarify? James Cunningham at yes, James. Yes, this is a this is a reverse clarification. Yes, it is James Cunningham. We at want G- something clarified at James I V nineteen seventy eight. So James the fourth, mm-hmm. I think. How yes. here's the tweet. How about the fact there are five other versions of I have a piano? Okay, which is true. I think there, I think There's there are a lot of different yeah. versions, but. In in what context? What does what does that mean? Yeah, I wasn't sure what he was replying to. Me, so no, me either. We need a clarification. Yes, we do. So one more tweet about Jingle Fest. Robert Colpine at RK or at R Colpine. He said, mm-hmm. hashtag I was there. No, really, I was there at the after party. Although my singing was less than memorable. Yes, he was. He was there, and I don't remember anyone singing bad. And it could be that it was three a.m. and <laughs> Most of them had had, you know, several adult beverages. <laughs> but yeah. I was I was completely sober except for lack of sleep and being tired. But I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought everybody was, was doing pretty well there. Well, um, Yes, and Robert definitely was there. He was there. At, I don't know that for sure, but from what I've been told, he was there. But someday maybe I will be there in, in you know, the Twitterverse of Photoshop. Yes. Yeah. That that picture will continue to evolve. It's just I think everybody's been a little bit busy yes. uh, the last week, but that will there'll be more additions to that coming up. Um, so we're going to go into a little bit of food. In re- I, food. I I tweeted out food. I tweeted out a. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest part of that jingle to me. I know. I love that part. It's very fun. Um, I tweeted out a flyer that came in the local newspaper here for Culver's. Mm-hmm. There's a yes, huge flyer, coupons on the back, and and Bodie McBoatface at Boat Drinks Go Aura <laughs> <laughs> tweeted, I had Culver's on my trip to Michigan two years ago. Yum. So see, another um, person that likes Culver's. So Michigan apparently has Culver's, too. Oh, cool. Um, Welcome to Delicious. Exactly. Welcome to Delicious. What can I, what combo meal can I get you today? None. None combo meals. <laughs> um, and then Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt tweeted some odd Coke story. And he said, for some reason, when I hear odd Coke news, I want to share it with you. And it was about using I, Maybe Coke. this is just because we watched, we, we just talked about Glow, but are you, you're talking about Coca-Cola, right? Yeah, Coke. I think it's Coca-Cola, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I should have clarified Oh, yeah, capital that. C, Coke. Yeah, 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 yeah. capital okay. C. And it was some story about using Coke, Coca-Cola, <laughs> as a yeah. tanning oil or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I've read that. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And then, so Luke... It's like it dyes your skin with a caramel color, and then it, yeah. like, opens you up to be in, like, sunburned. 
Yeah, weird, weird. Yes, don't do that. Don't do that. And look, burn look, your insides with coke, not your outsides. <laughs> Luke Overby responded to that at Luke Overby. What's so wrong with people willing to bear their souls? In this case, everything. <laughs> Which I think puts you know the punctuation mark on it. Yes, young stat man always bringing the 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 good point to it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Michelle nice. Miller at ER Nurse M E M. Mm-hmm. She tweeted a picture to us uh, of a Costco cake with all the ingredients listed on the cake. It said special order. And she said Costco had one job. Hashtag fail. Hashtag sad. Yes. Because <laughs> it was like chocolate cake special order. And then it had like the picture had like a slice cut out so you could see it. And it was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yellow or like white cake. With, yeah. like, white frosting. Yes. <laughs> Nothing chocolate in the entire picture. So, yes. But I can't, um, I can't badmouth Costco's cake at all because Costco's cake is delicious. I just don't yeah, need I to mean, see what's in it. Yeah, cake Which is, is her cake. point. Yeah. 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 Yes. Cake, well, cake is cake, and then there's Costco cake. cake Costco oh. cake has a middle layer. It's okay. frosting. It's cake. There's frosting in the center. It's excellent. Yeah, have you never had a cake like that before? I thought that's what cake was. No. There's not always frosting that's... in the middle. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's a two or three layer cake. That's not every cake, cake is like eating? that. Oh, you have you have lived a, you know, not first world problem life <laughs> yeah. then. This is this is like this is, you know, revelation to me. I I just assumed that all cakes were at least two layers. Not my cake. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. I ain't eating no single layer cake. What are you talking about? I guess I have to eat that cake and eat this cake. Have my cake and eat it too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you can have it because it might be poisoned, so I can't eat it. True. True enough. Yeah. Yep. Okay, now we got um, some feedback about your album, The Calm and the Crush. Oh, cool. So, Anita from Alaska. This wasn't necessarily tweeted to us, but I found it a pretty cool exchange, so we're putting it in here. Anita said, Liner notes on The Calm and the Crush. Homage to, Jace- homage to Jason's wife and fellow littles, and an awesome direct shot at Robert Berg. Buy it, <laughs> read it. And um, so John Fitzpatrick at Fitzjohn P. quoted that and said, Downside, downside of the download era. I really miss liner notes. So great to hold Jason's The Calm and the Crush and read those notes. Thanks, Jason. Very cool. I, I yes. really appreciate that. That's It was fun doing those, and I also miss those liner notes and all that stuff and backstory. I'm the type of person who, when I see a movie that I like, I try to go out and buy. I used to buy the DVD version just so I could watch it with the commentary. Mm-hmm. Because I'm into that kind of stuff yeah. about how yeah. it got made and the different behind the scenes yeah, things. So, so that's, am I. that's very cool. Uh, that, that that's awesome. That's that's one of the greatest compliments that I can be paid about that thing is that you appreciate the you know someone out there appreciates the liner notes and that kind of stuff. And I'm still working on the website. I was going to um, say you're going to have more right at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put all the lyrics up because I I I know of at least three or four songs that, that have lyrics in them that um, even Jason's wife did not understand what I was. 
saying <laughs> or couldn't or misinterpreted the words. You know, it wasn't on the level of you know like Hendrix, excuse me while I kiss this guy, um, yeah. <laughs> which is a very common misunderstood lyric. Yep. It wasn't on that level, but it was you know something I was like, oh, it makes a lot more sense if you know that this word is this. And she's like, oh yeah, so. I'm going to put all the lyrics up, and then I'm also going to write a little bit of backstory about. I, I don't want to give everything away, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff I might say. Yeah, it's, there's there'll be some mystery in there, and if you don't want to, if you want to leave it completely mysterious, and and what I mean by that is you know impenetrable in some cases, <laughs> um, then don't read any Just of it. But I'm, I'm going to put it up. Yeah. Yeah. So Luke Overby said yes, he already downloaded it, but still wanted the physical copy just for that, and I got a yes. writing credit for part. Of the liner notes. Yes, he did, because he's the one that suggested the shot at Rob, yes. which I will leave as a mystery. Yes, leave that as a mystery. Yes, because I have had a couple of orders that I'm working on. People contacted me that uh, wanted one at Jingle Fest and didn't get one or you know, had forgotten about it or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and they've emailed me. And you can email, um, you can send email to the podcast or whatever, and it'll get passed to me by somebody, mm-hmm. you know, the interns. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can email me directly, info at jasonfuse.com. And I'll get it and um, just say, hey, I'm interested in getting a physical copy. Can you contact me? And, you know, we can work it out via PayPal or stuff like that. Or you can go to cdbaby.com and search for it. And I think you can buy it. They have a few left uh, physical copies because I sent them a handful um, to keep in stock that you can just order directly from there. Um, But it's if you email me, it it takes a little bit longer. But like I said, I think I tweeted this out when Jen was asking, Jim Babish was asking about it. You may get a special gift, a special bonus prize in there um, if you order it by sending me an email directly. And then because I, I actually make more money off of it that way. Yeah, CD Baby probably takes a cut. Yeah, they take about you know thirty forty percent. Yeah. So you said um, bonus gift not guaranteed, and will have absolutely zero value other than making me laugh that I mail it to you. <laughs> yes. So it will be something unique, or rather unique, yeah. in that it will be ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, hopefully, it'll make you laugh too. Um, so I will get in the round of those. You know, I, I still owe um, a couple people CDs from like months ago. Um, like, uh, who was that guy as you mentioned before? Um, he couldn't make it to Jingle Fest. The guy, that, um, the guy that said that he really, his favorite part is Wrigley. Yeah, whatever his name is. Um, I'm not familiar with his name. No. Ca- recall it, but yeah. I owe him a CD still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be getting one to him. So he's first on that list. If I just didn't have to go to the post office to mail stuff. I know. You also, you know, you also owe the Hall of Famer something from your basement for winning the March Madness fifth place prize. That is correct. Yeah. I haven't forgotten about that. I just, I don't forget really much of, in terms of stuff that I, I, that I owe people because I write it all down. It's just when it becomes, you know, eight pages of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to work back through it. And certainly if I have to go somewhere, like go to the post office or go to a, a place to mail something, mm-hmm. um, that kind of puts a delay on it for me. But it's still happening. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's still happening. And James Cunningham said, it's an amazing album. I listened to it on the way back from Jingle Fest. Thank you, sir. And Anita said, wasn't it wonderful? John Fitzpatrick replied, everything about it, yes. Then he said, plus, dude shreds. With the guitar emoji. I appreciate that. Yeah. I I hope that, you know, um, I really appreciate any feedback on this at all. I mean, even criticism. If somebody wants, somebody got it and doesn't like it, you know, just let me know. Um, Just, I'd appreciate if it was more than you suck, but (laughs) 
I haven't gotten any of that yet. Uh, it's mostly been it's been it's actually been very positive and overwhelming. And uh, thanks to everybody who's actually taken the time to listen to it in the first place. Yeah, if you want to say you suck, at least say why. Yes, exactly. And you can say I don't like you. I mean, that's that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Just tell me why. You know, tell me why in relation to. I don't like this part about the music, or I don't like this part about the lyrics, or I don't like, you know, how you did this, or mm-hmm, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Constructive. If, if you want to be constructive, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And Bobby Godfrey. I'm more of these. Good, good, yes. good. And Bobby Godfrey at Bobby Godfrey said, if I wasn't already inclined to support Jason, this would put it over the top. Album ordered. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. Thank you to Anita and John and James for yes. doing the word of mouth on Twitter. That's awesome. Because as I've said before, we're terrible at promotion. Uh huh. And well, and Jeannie, Jeannie and Beemore at JB Hoops 32 is also helping, saying if you're nice, awesome. he might sign it too. Yes. So well, I just might sign it. Or I might sign it. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that exchange because when I was reading it, I was warming my heart, and I was saying, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> it was warming my heart because I was like, wait a minute, they're talking about me. Yeah, exactly. And I, the I liner really notes are fabulous. And not just because, you know, I mean, I think they're excellent. I think they're really cool. Everybody should go read you them. Have a, you have a paragraph to yourself. I know. There. Which Luke <laughs> joked about. He said, I'm pretty sure I deserve point zero 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 one cents per physical album sold. <laughs> and I said, me too. And then you said, unfortunately, so far this means you both owe me money. It's a math yes. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a percentages thing you wouldn't understand. I definitely would not understand. So. um that was awesome to read that exchange. And again, it highlights the whole hashtag littles helping littles, but just the camaraderie is everything about yes. it. It's great. Absolutely. It's yep. been tremendous. So I, I really appreciate everyone who's taken time to listen and certainly the people who've taken time to respond and just it's been overwhelming. been great. Have I told you that I now know what song is coming next? I've listened to it enough. You know how those albums that you've listened to so many times that you can... Yeah. say the first line before it comes on because you know what's happening. Kind of like those 70s commercials with albums. <laughs> yeah, the, where you the know K-Tel Records. Yeah, yeah. That's or, what or Columbia it, House, yeah. Yeah, that's how it is for your album now. I know what song's next. I know the order. Oh, that's that's cool. I, I think I would, <laughs> but I changed it up so much, and I've heard each song individually so different, and you know, sure. when I'm mixing yeah. them and mastering them, that yeah. it, it's so, I'm like, oh, that's next. So yeah, that's that's very cool. Yeah. Speaking of albums, yes. Um, and John Fitzpatrick even. Oh. John told us a story. He told us a lot of great stories. Yeah, he did. One he told him when we went to dinner, and we're sitting there before the food comes, and he's talking about going to see the Eagles. I think it was. Um, yes. We went to see the Eagles, the Eagles yeah. and there was an opening band that came up, and he said the name of the band, and I immediately started laughing. <laughs> yes, that's because right. Because I know who it, I knew who it was, and you. Did not. And I was super excited for you to hear who this band was. You were positively giddy. You could not wait yes. for the, the punchline. And John did an excellent job of like extending it out and telling yes. it and building up the anticipation. And I'm over there dying laughing because I know what's coming. I know the punchline to this is who the, who the actual band is. Yes. And he said the name of the band, which is, do you remember the name? Yes, I do. J.D. Okay. and the Straight Shot. Yes. Which I cannot hear without laughing. <laughs> Me either anymore. Now that I know. Yes. Uh, so it's JD and the Straight Shot, which if you don't know, um, you should look them up uh, just for the unintentional comedy, which 
JD stands for James Dolan. Yes. The <laughs> owner of the New York Knicks basketball team in the NBA. Yeah, who often is quoted, or TK is often quoted as saying he's the worst owner in all of sports. Yes. Now that, you know, Donald Sterling is gone, I would right. say I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he, it, this is his self-described, like, vanity project. Of And he's been doing this for several years. He's got, like, four or five albums. Um, and he hires these backing musicians who are really good musicians. And it's always this combination of, like, another guitar player, a bass player, a drummer. Um, and he sort of plays guitar. And like, <laughs> a, a lady that plays violin and sings. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they do a lot of like combination like vocals where he sings some stuff by himself, but a lot of times it's other people singing. I, I just want to read um, the track, the first seven tracks off of an album they did a few years ago. It's called Can't Make Tears, which. That's the name of the album? Like, yes. It's a, it's, and that's also a name of a song on the album, but it's like that, that title makes me think, you know, me talk good. That's it's, <laughs> Can't Make Tears. They're like. <laughs> It's it's just very weird, um, but the 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 tracks in order are "Little White Lies," "Can't Make Tears," "Don't Waste My Time," "Reunion," "Dirty Little Secret," "Try," "Fix the Knicks," <laughs> which really you're not pulling my think, leg, are you? No, I, track number six is "Try." Track number seven is "Fix the Knicks." <laughs> Which makes me think that he is doing this like an Andy Kaufman, you know, bit uh-huh. that he knows what's going on, and he's like sticking stuff in there. But uh, that would do give we want to give credit. him that much credit? Yeah. Oh no 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 no. So that it makes me think, you know, if this was, you know, because if he had built like, because he owns like uh, Cablevision and like a huge like Northeast, you know, like cable companies or something like that, doesn't he? I don't know. I mean, he obviously owns Madison Square Garden. He owns the Knicks. But I think he's, I think his money comes from like his family, like his dad built like the cable vision business or something. And he okay. like, yeah. came in and took it over. So he was, he's inherited a lot of the stuff. Um, so anyway, any New York Knicks fan basically can't stand this guy because of what he's done to the Knicks. And, you know, recently he was in the news for like throwing Charles Oakley, one of the, you know, yeah. one of the Beloved, revered yeah. Knicks. Yeah, beloved, threw him out of the arena, like had security throw him out. Um, and just just tone deaf, does a lot of things that people are like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? So this is obviously, he has the money to hire and pay and buy these musicians, good musicians actually, great musicians in some cases, to come in and play and basically pretend that they are in a band with him. <laughs> so I, it. <laughs> and what cracks me up, and I feel bad for him because it's just not good. First off, as a as a musician and as a you know somebody who just recently did an album, I hate to you know slam somebody else's doing what they want to do because they like doing it. But mm-hmm. it's uh, the like New York newspapers, like the New York Times, it's quoted on his Wikipedia page as saying a well known it's well known side men backing a karaoke grade singer. And Dolan's musical talents are unlikely to endanger his day job. Nice. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. The group's most recent album sold 113 copies in its first four months. <laughs> Which the only reason you put that in there is if you're throwing exactly, shade at him. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, and it's just not good. And I mean, he has a song called Under That Hood, 
Oh gosh, he, yeah. He tells it. You've seen this. Yes. He tells the story about writing it about Trayvon Martin. Uh huh. Under the hood. Under, Under that, that hood. hood. Oh. And it is not a good song, and just the way that he comes across in that is just, just yeah. no. Just don't do don't, that. Don't, yeah. Don't do that. No. Uh. Uh-uh. So just so, anyway, the YouTube video that you sent me. Yeah, it's his press kit. Press kit that is worth yeah. a Google. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it's yeah. worth the Google. Well, if you want to cringe, Google, um, yeah, go and go to YouTube and search for JD and the Straight Shot Press Kit. Yeah. Because um, some of the graphics, like, you know, in a press kit, you have, like, pull quotes from, like, press and other outlets and stuff, and preferably people who have reviewed your album or your show or your concert, and you put up there, you know, you know, one of the greatest, you know, things in music today. It's all the best stuff that you want to put out there because you're trying to promote your band and get booked at other places and get more people interested. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of the press kit. Some of those pull quotes, you laughed. You you caught onto this before I even mentioned it. Uh-huh. You saw yeah. it. You realized yeah. some of those are like so generic and taken out of context of like the the newspaper because it was like the New York Post or the New York Times, one of them. They're slamming his band, and he's using that as a quote, a quote for the yeah. press kit to try to promote them. And it's like, come on, yeah. come on, man. It's it's that's what makes me feel bad for him. But I mean, hey, he keeps doing it, so it I, I gotta think happy. either he's doing it and he knows, or it makes him happy and he doesn't, he doesn't care. care if people yeah. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> there was one Amazon review since this is technically Amazon, Amazon reviews, review. okay? That I wanted to read about his latest album, which says, "I expected more guitar and better music." <laughs> Which I I yep. I'd say that's a that's a pretty fair you know that's not too mean. I expected and more guitar, if, better music. If you are looking for more guitar, um, I might have an album for you. Okay, it's called um, "The Calm and the Crush." Okay, yes, by Jason I'm, Fuse. I'm familiar with that album, which actually does have one Amazon review. Woo! Yes. Are you five going to stars. read it? Ooh, five stars. Oh, I'm absolutely going to read yes. it. I'm absolutely. I might read this twice. Okay. I may read this in another episode later on. Okay. Five stars. La Cheeserie is the title of the review. <laughs> nice. So you know where we're going with this. Right. And the entire review, a little who is making big music. So. Nice. Awesome. It's awesome. Perfect. Very great. cool. Thank you. Uh, the name Jesse was on the review. So great. I'm, I'm not sure actually I know who this is. So that's, that's even cooler. Um. Unless I don't, you, you I don't know, think I know. created an Amazon account under the name of Jesse and did this. I did not. Yeah, so I appreciate it, Jesse. Thank you, if you're listening. And if not, I'm glad you listened to the album and like it. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. So is there anything else this week that you wanted to talk about or laugh at or, you know, bring up? Well, I'm sure we could come up with something, but I think this is a good stopping point. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onsted. Created by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Lighting by Jason Fuse and KJ Onsted. Speaking of lighting, it was particularly good this week if I do say so myself. It really made us, how can I say it? It really made us glow. Hair and Makeup by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. That was pretty good too this week, as was Sound and Visual Effects, also by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Okay, that's it. I gotta glow. Graphics by Jason Fuse.
I love snow peas. And I love you.